Hi, it's Dan from Desert Island Dicks. This show features comedian and actor Sunil Patel. He's been in loads of great stuff recently, like uh, Stathlet's Flats. He's done a bit of stand-up at Live at the Moth Club. Uh, He was in Lazy Susan's sketch show, which is brilliant. I really recommend that. And also, he's in Jamie Demetriou's new Netflix special. So basically, he's in all the good stuff. That's, That's what you want to check out. All of those things are really good and worth watching, and he's in them. So that gives you a measure of the kind of guy we're dealing with here today um what else did i have to say yeah as usual we would love your submissions uh, for who and what you think is a dick so we can include them in our sister podcast compact dicks all you need to do is yeah just think of who and what you'd hate to be stuck on an island with it can be from any of the categories in the podcast like person song film drink food animal or you know just go freestyle and, and go off piste with it and um just tell us something that you would hate to be stuck on a desert island with you can get in touch with us at dickspod.com slash contact if you want to send us an email or you can give us a little shout on instagram and twitter at dickspod so it's all very simple thanks to all of you who have downloaded this we really appreciate that if you could find the time to give us a rating and a review that would be great because that's really useful and we'd appreciate it a great deal uh what was the final thing yeah subscribe then you'll never miss an episode because we've got loads coming out at the minute so um yeah make sure you subscribe and you'll always get every episode as soon as it hits the internet i think that's it for now so let's enjoy desert island dicks with sunil patel I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, actor and one third of the Slime Country podcast, Sunil Patel. How are you doing? Hello, very happy to be here. Thank you for coming on, thank you for coming on. I feel like you're a very busy man because... Everything I watch at the minute, you, you seem to pop up in. Yeah, it's it's remarkable how little work those things take. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's like popping in popping into someone else's uh, big thing for like half an hour and then go, going home, and then everyone seems to think you're working hard. But no, thank you, thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, they're all very good things, you know. So there's staff and live at the Moth Club, and um, yeah, where else have I seen you? Lazy Susan's show Lazy you're Susan's. in as well, and it's a um, great sketch. The new uh, Jimmy Dimitriou special has just come out, which is very, very good. It's well That's worth watching. Right, yeah. yeah, that was actually an entire day. That was hard work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're about to, you know, put you on an island with your worst people and things to be stuck with. Um, was this a was this a difficult task for you, kind of compiling the list? It, it was quite difficult because, like, I I think like in an abstract way, I don't really mind famous people because I know that you're only seeing a little bit of them. And I'm sure there's some bad ones out there, but I reckon it'd be quite interesting to be stuck with someone who's famous but an arsehole. I think the actual worst nightmare is being stuck with your friends that you can only really take in small doses. (laughs) And that's my list, basically. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So yeah, it's quite difficult. I, I I I hope this podcast doesn't turn into me sort of settling petty grievances against my friends, but I, I think that's how it's going to end up. Okay. Well, you're very welcome to use it as <laughs> as you wish. You know, this is your space Great. now, so uh, be as petty and um, grievancy as you like. <laughs> uh, let's find out then who's the first person joining you on the island. Okay, the first person I've chosen is one of my best friends. Uh, she's a comedian, Harriet Kemsley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would choose her because I think if I'm on a desert island, I don't want to have to worry about the welfare of other people on there. Mm. I want to look after myself. And Harriet is allergic to uh, cut grass and raw fruit and vegetables. And I think I'm going to have to bury her on day one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's that's something I just I just don't want her there. Basically, if that's okay. <laughs> She's a former guest on this podcast. So I feel like now I need to invite her back on to, to reply. <laughs> right, reply. <laughs> yeah. Who does she choose out of interest? Does I she... can't remember now, but I do remember the fruit and vegetable thing coming up. So yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine being on a desert island. I mean, that's like I suppose you. I mean, you've got kids, haven't you? Mm, yeah. Would you want to be on a desert island with your kids? No, I mean, well, the sort of boring answer would be I, I hope they'd escape the plane crash completely, but um, they're being course, stuck on yeah, them. Course, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I wouldn't. I mean, you don't really want any dependence on the island. You yeah. know, you want to sort of, you want to help each other out. But if it does come to it, you you don't want to sort of feel too bad if someone dies. You know, <laughs> you want to be... Exactly, yeah. I think as soon as you've got someone kind of like old, much older than you or much younger than you, it gets much exactly. more complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, having to sort of... Uh, I don't think there's an abundance of EpiPens on the island, is there? <laughs> I don't think so. Unless It depends what you can salvage from the plane, but I'm going to say probably not. I'm going to say she's probably not salvaging any EpiPens from the plane crash, <laughs> uh, which means that every sort of waking minute she's got to look out for anything that might kill her. And unfortunately, a lot of that stuff is lot, is not sentient. You don't know where it is. It's, mm. uh, it's just growing, unfortunately. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose probably not that much cut grass there. I mean, or if there is grass, you're probably not going to think about mowing it while you're there. But <laughs> the thing is, if 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 someone does annoy you and they can die from cut grass, how long do you think it would take you to cut a bit of grass? <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. you know you know no one's watching. Yeah, I'm not saying I would do it, but the temptation would be there as well. You got to. I mean, I've read Lord of the Flies and. You know, all, anything goes on that island, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't do that, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> I wonder if there's something about being stuck with your friends where, as humans, if you already kind of get on with the people, it can almost only go south from there. Whereas if there's there are people that you haven't met before, yeah, you're kind of as a decent person, your kind of instinct is to try and grease exactly. the wheels and, and forgive a little bit more maybe than you would otherwise. Yeah, you, I don't know if that's complete bollocks, but no, that's just... <laughs> I get, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, if if you if it's new people, you make an effort to, like, you know, be your best self in a way and present yourself in a certain way and also, like, try and resolve conflict as early as you can, whereas, like, with mm. friends, you... You you just you just blow your lid after a while. You don't really. Mm. I don't know. Maybe people have different relationships with their friends. Mine are quite um, antagonistic. I think if it's like, <laughs> it like this is going to say a lot more about my relationship with my friends than <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it'll improve after you have put them all on the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I should choose someone famous. It's it's just really hard to like because there's a lot of fa- like people who make that make their living out of being absolute dicks. Uh, mm. which, you know, I feel like it's only happened in the last sort of like 10 years. It hasn't really happened before. You just wouldn't have that platform. 
if people didn't like you. But yeah. It's a real golden age for people. You know, like I remember the first time I saw my niece watching people playing video games on yeah. YouTube and I was saying to my brother like what is this? I, what? But that she's watching them play Minecraft and now my son's hooked on it and it seems quite normal. Yeah. But things like that didn't exist like just being just an annoying agitating man yeah, is yeah. is a career now, you know, it's just it, yeah, I mean there's I I'm sure there's people I really like in the public eye who other people just just loathe and find incredibly annoying. But uh I mean I can't think of any. But I think like part of like it's part of the philosophy that like if you're in the public eye you need to um you need to polarize opinion. I think that's probably mm. what it is. Uh, uh, yeah. And that's like almost a marketing strategy. But like, you know, it's not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> okay, so we've got Harriet on there and you're going to have to try and get along with her and protect her from any raw fruit and vegetables, which is already quite difficult. Cause that, that's it. It's like, you know, you could be chopping something, chopping up some coconuts and she might sit on the plank of wood that you've just chopped stuff on and then <laughs> yeah, allergic a of, reaction time. A bit of raw coconut enzyme goes into her skin and she's got an anaphylactic shock. Terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. just a nightmare. Yeah. It's just too much housekeeping. Absolutely. <laughs> straight out of the game. <laughs> Okay, well, who's going to be the second person joining you? Right, the second person is um, my good friend, uh, <laughs> my good friend Neil O'Rourke, uh, another comedian who um, I've been on two separate holidays with, uh, which I think is a nice precursor to what would happen if you're on a desert island. Um, I've been on two separate holidays with him, and on both occasions, he's um, he's brought with him uh, 2.5 kilograms of protein powder. Right. Uh, in order to stay um, muscly and ripped. And I think having that guy with you for, you know, in a, for an indefinite amount of time would be unbearable just because he's um, he takes it very seriously. It's like three times a day he's, he has his protein powder. And I, I just I just don't like it. <laughs> That's not even like, it's not even annoying. I just don't like that vibe. <laughs> we, two holidays we've been on. One of them was a driving trip, and there wasn't enough room in the boot for his uh, protein powder, so it took up a backseat position. Um, just annoying. Just one of those annoying things, and now I think, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, I mean, I, it's something about that lifestyle is just it's a bit much, isn't it? It's like, just, just let it go for a week or so, you know. I could, I could see you struggling to figure out your response to that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just someone who annoys me. Yeah, he's one of my friends. But yeah, no, but I, it is that lifestyle thing. I think this. It's like so. I like to go to the gym, and I also yeah. use protein powder. But I, yeah. I am quite. I find it uh, quite embarrassing. Would you take it on holiday? No, no. And I find it quite embarrassing when people find out that I do. Like people go, "Oh, you go to the gym a lot. Oh, do you, do you like have protein shakes and that?" I'm like, yeah. Yeah, 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 and I feel a bit ashamed by it because I don't know. It's just there's something kind of douchebaggy about it. it <laughs> you know, it's a bit sort of the culture around it is very like I'm not I'm not comfortable with the culture of it. You know, so I think if yeah. someone's so far into it, they're bringing it on holiday. It's a bit of a red flag for me. It'd be fine if they kept it private. You know, like with a lot of things, but it's like yeah. a, I'm not. It's it aesthetically, it doesn't look good. Like because he we went to the theatre the other day, a few of us, and he had a protein shake in the front row of the theater he just necked a load of protein and we were like well you could have done that and you could have done that on the walk here mm. and he was like i just didn't have time and it's like there's a 
there's a little element to it that feels like kind of almost theatrical that there has to be protein involved in it as part of his personality. Mm. I hope he doesn't listen to this. He's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I imagine going being on a desert island with someone that is um, uh, fully committed to the gym lifestyle, mm. I think, is the is the core concept of why I wouldn't want him there. Yeah. I mean, I suppose they'd be, you'd hope they'd be fit and healthy and helpful in that respect. But then... Yeah. It depends if you're doing a sort of the kind of training, you know, because some training is just for muscles and appearance and isn't even that functionally useful. So it's it, yeah. then, you know, you can feel them getting annoyed at the fact that they're going to be losing all their gains through malnutrition and lack of exercise. And that's going to affect their, their whole, um, like, well-being, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, to be to be clear, the, the protein he uses is called lean mass gains with a Z at the end. Oh, so we know what he's in it for. They don't we have to put a Z it. on the end. <laughs> don't make it worse, guy. You got his good marketing. <laughs> uh, there's such a funny world around that. I think there's like definitely a market for just very plainly packaged protein that just doesn't have any of the yeah. any of the extra Zs or anything that says bulk or ripped. Sensible protein for sensible people. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of people for, who like want to look good but are also a bit ashamed. You know? <laughs> yeah, so can you disguise it as a bit of vegetable or something like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's not going to have a great time on the island. I guess you'd probably... Through maybe eating a lot of fish, have a high protein diet, so maybe that would appease him slightly. I guess so. I mean, because he's that two point five kgs. If he saves it from the crash, which is the first thing he'll go back for, uh, it will run out. I think the way he's going through it in less than a month, and then after that, I think he'd have to eke it out. I think he'd spend all of his time looking after his protein, just keeping an eye on it, mm. and not really get involved with the rest of the, you know surviving on the island yeah but just imagine if you've spent ages trying to get drinking water from salt water and you've been setting up a yeah. still and evaporating the stuff so you can have clean drinking water and you turn around he's shaking that plastic <laughs> pot he's chucked a load of protein <laughs> like, what have you i don't want protein <laughs> i want drinking water uh, please help me save harriet she's gone into anaphylactic shock yeah already a nightmare isn't it yeah <laughs> I feel like also I don't know if 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 they know each other so I don't know what their relationship is but they seem like quite opposite sorts of people I don't know if that's they do know each other yeah I th I think um they are actually yeah I think he uh, to be fair to Neil he is a very sort of useful person to have around yeah he'll get involved but uh it, it's it's always like it's always like the the one thing about someone that you that, that plays in your head a lot and that annoys you when the rest of their personality is absolutely great, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, who would be the final person joining you? <sighs> this was a tough one. I was thinking between like I had a list of people who um, owe me small amounts of money, uh, <laughs> but that's got too long now. Um, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe my current housemate, um, who's a comedian called Helen Bauer, uh, there's her as well. And then I just thought, you know, the worst thing I'd have, to, it would be to to be on a desert island with someone that you currently do a podcast with. Because mm. then it, it's it's kind of like it turns into them wanting to do podcasts while you're stuck on a desert <laughs> island. If they rescue the Zoom recorder from the uh, from the plane crash, you're stuck. You're stuck there. I mean, already there's nothing worse than the podcast I currently do called Slime Country, as you mentioned, which is just three lads talking. Uh, but imagine having to do that while you're stuck on a tr on a desert island. So I would pick... 
It's tough because I do it with two people, don't I? Mm. So let's. I would pick um, out of those two who would be the worst one to be there. Ed Knight, uh, comedian okay. Ed Knight, who I currently do a podcast with. He'd be he'd be my third pick uh, mm. because he's very serious about podcasting, uh, and I think a lot of the time on the island would be taken up with him chatting about podcast strategy and doing the podcast. <laughs> Uh, so like anyone that reminds I was thinking like anyone that reminds you of like work while you're on a desert island would be horrific mm. and that would be my final pick I think the thing is because I've, I've similarly before this podcast had a podcast with two good friends of mine and I think yeah. the danger is when you're so used to just sort of talking crap together in that sort of format yeah. when you're together anywhere you just default into that a little bit or you bring up yeah. like little in jokes that you have to explain to people and then you feel a bit weird like oh sorry it's just this thing we do on the podcast <laughs> and you yeah. sort of feel you know and I remember at my birthday and it was my friends Ian and Brendan were there they're the, the guys I did the podcast with yeah. and someone else turned up and they're like this is a bit like just watching you guys do a podcast now it's like it's yeah. like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's still enjoyable, but it's it's sort of stepped just outside the bounds of a normal conversation, just yeah. enough for it to be a bit weird. And um, did, did you feel like you had to record it? We're, like you can't have that conversation without going. Oh, I wish we were recording this then. <laughs> and then the, it's like yeah. you know you don't want to be like, hey guys, this is a great chat. Other yeah, people yeah, yeah, would yeah. enjoy us having this chat as well. And you know, like, that's it. You become you become very conscious of the things you're saying and how you're saying it and you can't have, you can't have a natural conversation anymore yeah uh, and that, that i think that'd be one of the reasons why you wouldn't want that person on a desert island with you it's just like it it becomes you you, you just can't be 100% comfortable in that position mm. uh so yeah i think but then again i mean like yeah if, even if it's not a podcast having having something that reminds you of work there would seem pretty awful yeah or it might be that you end up sort of uh you know forming a podcast with the other inhabitants of the island and then if you get rescued it's gonna be really awkward because you carry on the old one you start a new one and do you know what i think i would immediately do the new one because that sounds pretty bit that sounds like a great idea <laughs> that's <laughs> Check out this podcast. It started on a, after a plane crash on a desert island. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, so like the first few episodes are quite hard to get into because we sort of like <laughs> had to write them down on some bark. So like, <laughs> yeah, we've we've written it down. We're going to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll publish it as a word <laughs> doc. Really. That's why the first episode you can download <laughs> is actually episode forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. I guess if it, if Ed was on the desert island, he'd spend the first couple of weeks trying to see if the Zoom recorder is up and running. <laughs> Uh, and not really get involved in anything else but yeah <laughs> otherwise writing it down yeah yeah fair enough okay well yeah I think as you say it's on the face of it could be quite a nice initial sort of period on the island but I think quickly it's going to get tricky so I think for that it's uh you know there's yeah. there's a lot of scope for unexpected um hell <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, well, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Right, my least. Fa- I'm going to start with least favourite drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be 
uh, vanilla Coca-Cola. Right, okay. Because, uh, and in a general idea, I think anything that varies from the format of the main product would be a nightmare because the packaging is very is like is not always distinct enough mm. and when you're expecting a coca-cola which i love and you end up with vanilla coke it it, it gets me really annoyed and yeah. disgusted with it so i think vanilla coke's my particular one where like if i i have i've accidentally bought it quite a few times and it's annoyed me so much and i can't finish the can and i just chuck it away mm. so i think yeah imagine being stuck i was just imagining being stuck with the drink I really want, but just slightly wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like if you if you don't like diet drinks and you get the diet one, it's like I just don't. Oh. I just rather have water than this. This is rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I can't because I don't know how to desalinize water. Yeah, Coke. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose because I've noticed this recently. Like the the Coke Zero looks. Yeah. You know, it used to be black, but now it's basically a normal label with a strip of black along it, and it's like. Are you trying to trick my brain into thinking this tastes exactly the same? Or so? It's like, this isn't yeah, a Pepsi it... challenge. Just let me choose the one I want, you know. I don't know why they're making it so hard for us to, like, stare at loads of cans to choose the right one. That's like It's like a it's like a puzzle, isn't it? It mm. doesn't seem necessary. Why not just write it in block capitals along the side? Yeah. I, when I was doing, like, the Christmas food shop, like, we don't normally yeah. like, have lots of soft drinks in the house, but there was a few people that coming over who didn't drink, and they, and either they want some Coke, and I was just standing there for so long just going no but that's but if it's coke zero why is there so much of it it must be normal coke because otherwise because they'd have the most normal coke but there's more yeah but wait that's got a black stripe on it or is that just what the label looks like the fuck what's this no that's diet wait no that's diet that's caffeine free i just don't need this many and like there's so many type like coke zero caffeine free and diet coke and just just have one I know, I know, and now like I, th- I think what they've done is they've managed to get us talking about it. Maybe that was the trick all along. Mm. I was reading about the the different flavors of Oreos on a tw- on a tweet thread yesterday. Apparently, they've got a team of people that come up with various brand new flavors of Oreos because they've realised that if they keep coming up with new flavors, it's not like people will keep buying the new flavors, but it always attracts people back to the original Oreos because right. they're like, oh, what a weird flavor. I remember how nice the originals were. I'll just get a packet of those as well. So they end up buying all of it, essentially. God, but, yeah. humans are so weird. There's <laughs> <laughs> no hope. <laughs> Is that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm fair play to them for working us out like that, but I don't like it. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, I, years ago, I used to do promotional work, like, after I left uni. And sort of, you know, when you see people in shopping centres handing out free things? Yeah. I used to do loads of that work. I did some for Diet Coke. And it was all the different flavors, yeah. and like just because you're bored, you end up drinking loads of them. It's like diet coke with <laughs> yeah. vanilla, and it's like I'm just bored. I'm just going to open a can of coke, but it's like it's not yeah. right, is it? Because I think it's not like lemonade, which you know you could sort of add flavors into lemonade, like you could have like a raspberry lemonade, and it'd be all right. But yeah. coke is such a weird, weird flavor of its own that to then put something else on it it's like this is completely imbalances it yeah 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 i mean i know uh yeah it's it it, i know people who are who love one of the sort of side flavors and just absolutely love that and that alone and that feels like a really tough situation to be in because now you've got to constantly look for that specific flavor that niche flavor in every shop you Mm. go into but um i yeah i don't understand why you'd yeah it I think, um, yeah, the lemonade thing's a good point. 
I don't really drink lemonade, actually. Maybe I should have brought that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have chosen that. But, yeah. but something like a, a Coke or a Red Bull, it's like yeah. they are just so their own thing. I just think, why, you know, like put a bit of lemon in your Coke. Yeah. But don't flavour it. I don't, it just feels weird to me. Do they do lemon flavoured Coke? I feel like they have done. I'm sure when I was giving out samples 20 years ago, nice. there was a lemon. But I don't know if it's that ca- carried on, but. Yeah, especially as like the only time I really buy Coke, apart from like if I'm, it's usually when I'm really thirsty mm. and I just need a bit of sugar as well, like or like if you're hungover or something. Mm. And then when you get the wrong one, it's just compounding your ill, your your sickness basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know, I know the feeling, and yeah, it's just anything that's not quite there is just so annoying. Especially when you, like you say, when you really need it as well, it's yeah. just. Yeah, you might as well throw it away. Fair enough. Okay, and what would your food choice be? My food choice would be, on a, in a similar vein, something that's not quite there, would be um, uh, pies without a full short crust, uh, so just the lid. Okay. You know those pies that you get just the puff pastry lid? Mm, yeah. I, I, it promises so much, and then you just, I hate it. <laughs> I, need full, I need a full short crust. Pie. It needs to be transportable <laughs> on its own without it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not just in a foil container, which uh, which which lies mm. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're very difficult to eat as well because that's the sort of if you have a, like a chip shop pie, is that all the way around? Because that's in a foil. That container. is. That is all the way. That around, is actually. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the only places that really you know piss you about with that kind of stuff are pubs, mm. um, or yeah, they when they just look. But you know, they just put like a puff pastry thing on the top of a oven container. Yeah, mm. but I'm sure there's no pub catering at this um, desert island. No, but I mean it is airline catering, so I'm sure they would give you a shit pie. So I think they would actually. Yeah, you're right. You know, it just yeah. makes it's in terms of how you transport it and store it. I think you're gonna get a soggy base if you if you were to yeah. do it. So I it's, think that's what, hard, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon there'll be a thousand puff pastry lidded pies in that. Yeah, in that hold. It's like a, a Frey Bentos, those tinned pies. They're like that, aren't they, I think? Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. yeah. It just feels like it, it's cheap, and it's also... It just feels like you're being firstly shortchanged, and they're, they're laughing at you. It feels like they're laughing at you. It feels like they've sold you a pie, and then they're laughing because they know you haven't got a full pie, and, they've given, and you've given them all your money. Mm. So, yeah. 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 And I think also, I don't know, something about the puff paste. Like, it is all right, but it's like... The way it sort of gets everywhere. There's too many shards of it. It gets everywhere. It crumbles everywhere. Yeah, it, it's it's like a croissant, and you don't want that kind of, you know. It, yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> it's, it, I'm not. I, I like all my food to be contained on the plate rather than you know down my beard or down my top. <laughs> and if would there be a, a, an especially bad filling you could have in this terrible pie? Uh, not a huge fan of steak and kidney. Oh yeah, kidney's bad. Not a fan of the classic pie. No, no. For um, chicken and ham. Um, even mince beef, mm. but steak and kidney. No, because I uh, I don't really like kidney, and sometimes those bits of kidney are disguised too well as a bit of steak. Yeah, or just even the little particles of it. Like they're so like yeah. the flavour is so intense in them. Just any little grain of it gets uh, you can't just pick it out. It's yeah, yeah terrible, terrible stuff. And if you if you blow the gravy off it, it's all like grey and weird. Yeah, and it's like not for me. 
It's weird that people enjoy eating these things that are basically there for filtering <laughs> our piss, isn't it? It's like, that's what it does. It's filtered the animal's piss for its whole yeah. life. Oh, I wonder why it has such a strong flavour. <laughs> Lovely time. <laughs> it's a shame that stuff like that is actually like really good for you, isn't it? Like organ meat is supposed to be really good for you. Yeah. Because it's like so rich in like vitamins or whatever. I don't know why they're all down there. Yeah. Like liver and kidney. But then sometimes, but you know, because it's quite, you get those, there's sort of like various influences who are, you know, into raw meat diets and sort of all that kind of yeah. thing. They always go, oh, you know, you look at an animal hunting or like a primitive tribe in the undeveloped world and they always, that's the first bit they'd eat of the animal. It's like, yeah, but it's also the first bit that's going to go bad if you don't eat it straight away. <laughs> it's like, if you just take out a nice bit of steak, it can stay for a few days and you can still eat it. Was the liver's going to get awful really quickly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Are they saying that's the first bit you can eat raw? That's what they mean. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and that's probably tasted the best then before it has a chance to develop that really strong <laughs> taste. So I don't think that, that's Actually, just about storage. It's not about like the vitamins, I think. Yeah. But also that's definitely got piss in it then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just straight. <laughs> so, they don't mention that, do they? Yeah. Do they wring the kidneys out? <laughs> it's a horrible business. Um yeah, I've got bad memories of those sort of pies because I remember at uni getting a Frey Bentos pie and yeah. I genuine, I think it was like a chicken pie, but I thought, have I bought a tuna pie? And I'm like, even checking the lid, I'm like, no, this is apparently chicken. <laughs> but I, I, this is, I don't even know if this is meat anymore. Was it tasty in any way? No, I mean, this is me as a student not eat, wanting to eat it. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how bad it is. And apparently Frey Bentos, they come from Uruguay which is the weirdest thing. Frey really? Bentos is a meatpacking town in Uruguay. That's what they're named after. I had no idea. It's always struck me as such a quintessentially British thing. Yeah. That, um, and then Spam, which is probably American, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Just stuff like that, or canned stuff. Spam is very popular in Hong Kong and China because like, after after the war it got rid it's, yeah. it's a really popular breakfast food over there, which it's like... You walk into a place like expecting a nice bowl of noodles and it's like a spam sandwich and you're like, the fuck is going I, on? Have you put this on for me? Because I'm the white guy walking in because I want I want the noodles. I I would have I think I would enjoy spam if there wasn't like now like as a kid I always used to, my mum always used to cook stuff with uh, something like luncheon meat. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah, which is sort of like spam, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't know what it was, but it was only you know you could eat it quite happily until someone said you know do you know what's in there and then once you start thinking about it you never ever want it again no but i think yeah spam spam's quite nice i think it fried up that's what they have in uh, hong kong and korea as well i think yeah i don't think i've had it as a grown-up because i just remember it like i remember at school having it and just being so again it was like if i'm starting to eat this and it tastes like ham but then something else is happening and it's it's not ham <laughs> what's the other thing i don't know it's just it was just there's some background taste of it that's just not right. I don't know. It's, just it's piss, man. It's probably piss. piss. Yeah. It's piss. <laughs> Eat your pissy spam. Come on, stop complaining. Just a bit of extra piss. Nothing to worry about, is there? <laughs> okay, so you get a can of vanilla Coke uh, to wash down your, your false pie, uh, yeah. and that's going to be your food and drink choice. <laughs> Now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Okay, well, my least favourite song uh, would have to be the um, 
the uh, it's the main track from the film Frozen. Mm. Which, the, um, Let it go. That's that it. One. Mm. Yeah, which um, I, it's because I used to work <laughs> for about three or four years in a row. I I, I, I used to work in a, gro- a Christmas grotto <laughs> uh, where they do a play uh, involving that song, and it would just play on loop for hours. And I'd be in that grotto for eight hours listening to that song on loop. Oh and, man! I mean, it, I've because I I know parents of young children already find that song infuriating because children for some reason love that song. Mm. And they love hearing it over and over again. So I've got that kind of, yeah, I won't go so far as to say PTSD from a grotto, but it feels like it, yeah, with mm. that song. But I think if it, if it's your kids playing it, it's still fucking annoying. And there's definitely songs that I don't want my kids to play over and over again. <laughs> like what? I don't yeah. know, just like... I suppose there's loads of them, and they're meant to be catchy, aren't they? Yeah, but it's, I don't know, there'll be like little things on YouTube they find, or like, it's more annoying if there's certain toys that like my youngest will play with that will just have like a bit of music on a loop or something. But at least it's sort of in the context of being at home, you know, yeah. and you can walk in the other room, or it's kind of, you hear it on the other side of the living room, or you can block it out, or you're having a conversation. But when you're at work and it's just there and it, you know, kids will rep- replay stuff a lot in the house, but it's not a full eight-hour shift of, like, one song. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think you're, you've are you got it worse in that in that scenario, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if that's just blaring out on the speakers over a desert island, imagine how long it would take you. I've This is, I think, this is almost like a, you know, in Guantanamo Bay. Hmm. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've created for myself here. Very much, very much. <laughs> so yeah, yeah the frozen song i don't even i can't even i can remember how it goes but it's just the the repetition of it that gets you it stops and then you th- you think am i okay for a bit and you know you're not because mm. it's gonna start again <laughs> yeah. it's um when you're in that sort of setting when it gets stuck in your head but you know all the words so it can really get stuck in your head you know it's it's like you can sing along to it in your head it's so frustrating yeah. like why do i know this please get <laughs> yeah. out of my head and there's no surprises. There'll never, there'll never be a surprise. <laughs> fair, yeah, it's fair. the only song that's really like got into my head and just really stayed there for a long time. And it's, it's kind of still there. If I hear it now, I, I can't stand it. Yeah, I mean, I can hear it in my head just from just from I'm thinking sorry, about man. it now. My, my kids don't even really watch Frozen. So. <laughs> How's it got in your head? I suppose it's just what is a catchy song, isn't it? I think okay. it's there's something about Frozen where. Just it got every like so James who originally started this podcast he said his his daughter by the time she was five had like frozen dresses she had posters she knew all the songs yeah. she'd never even seen the film but it's so per- pervasive it's yeah. you know she'd sort of seen like just people the singing merchandise is yeah it's just well. everywhere yeah. it's just, it permeates society so much that it's just I don't even know what the story is I don't even know what the film's about but I just know that song yeah it's about a princess it always is. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. I don't like a lot of those because often with the kids, if if you can get on a good sort of Disney Pixar film that they're really into, yeah. if you're going to watch Monsters Inc. over and over again, it's fine. You know, yeah, I great. can deal with that. But yeah. Frozen, I just don't think is a very good one. But but people love it. I think it's because it's if it's if it's so much music and you watch it over and over again, that can really that can get you. Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's why I've any. The film I would have chosen is any musical because I think any any songs repeated, especially mm. musical theatre or musical films, are I can't stand them. 
I just think with musicals often, the songs aren't very good songs and yeah. the film isn't a very good film. Like, <laughs> it's quite rare to have ones where like you like the songs and the film, like if you could t- separate them, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and think both were good. I think, you know, there's ones like, I suppose, Team America, you could say is a is a... A musical and you know like Bugsy Malone those I you know can enjoy yeah. but um but the vast majority I'm sure there are good musicals out there and I, I, I you know I don't say that I say that as someone who's only really been to see one live but I'm sure there's great ones and I'm sure I'd love them but the whole like the whole personality trait that people have of loving musical theatre is what turns me off them mm. it's the whole idea that like the I love musical theatre. If you don't love musical theatre, then you don't love joy. It, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think um, they're idiots. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, no, I, I, the last musical I went to see uh, was like, um, it was full of GCSE students because uh, it was about uh, Henry VIII's wives. I don't know how it would help them with their GCSEs to see it in the form of a musical, but uh, it was fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't understand. I probably, do you know what musicals? I just don't like. Maybe, maybe because I, I don't like being in a in a crowd of people. Maybe it's just that, <laughs> and then not knowing what everyone's enjoying. But yeah, I yeah, any musical. I just think there's something about the sort of it's almost like the body language and just the way that people. It's just so unnatural. To, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's unnatural I, to break into song, isn't it? I mean, that's really unnatural. But even just like, like I remember when my mum, so my mum was an English teacher and growing up, like she desperately wanted me to enjoy Shakespeare, which I just never did. And she'd always take me to like these Shakespeare plays. And like, there was something about the way, like the actors, they'd sort of, they couldn't just stand like a normal person. There was like a stance, (laughs) you know, or like they wouldn't just run off stage. They had to sort of bound off stage. And it like, and it was just something about the body language of it all just really annoyed me. And I think it's the same with musicals. Like, you know, there's a lot of sort of back slapping and like, "Ah, and if you're like a character where nothing's happening and you've got to watch, you don't just sort of look like a normal person. You kind of go, hmm, put your your head forward on your hand and like like lean on your knee. Yeah, it's like they're (laughs) acting all the time. Just act, damn you, act. And it's just so like, I don't know, it's just the actoriness of it. You know, it's like, can't you just be a normal fucking actor? I I think, I guess because we've like, we've all watched, we we see most of our acting on TV where it's like quite small and you can mm. see it up close with a camera so people don't need to act quite big and then suddenly you go to the theatre and you're like why is everyone shouting at me it doesn't, it doesn't feel natural in any way so it mm. takes a bit of time to get used to I guess maybe but I yeah I know what you mean so it, sometimes it feels like a bit much and it means that you just can't you can't take anything that's happening on stage seriously because you're thinking why are they doing that rather than yeah. just enjoying the story or whatever but yeah yeah. yeah, well, I think um, I mean you've got a two pronged attack because your your song is from a musical, and you know, and to be to give you the sound the song, I probably need to give you the full soundtrack as well. Thank I you. think for that, Thank so you. um, you're going to have that, and and just a, a great big box set of musicals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so now finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it, and why? It would be a small dog. Uh, it would be a small dog uh, that barks a lot at anything Uh, (laughs) I see a lot of those dogs around London it would be one of them uh, simply because you couldn't shut it up 
because uh, anything that's like strange or new it will start like barking uh secondly how do you look after a small dog mm. uh on a desert island without it sort of injuring itself or killing itself and then people are like how did you let the small dog die um so yeah a small dog yeah yeah i don't know why they seem to have such a different personality from a big dog they just seem so much more manic <laughs> i don't know if it's like their heart rate is faster and it just makes them more yeah, like... They're, like they're like mice aren't they with their heart rates going through like 300 bpm yeah yeah it's, yeah it's they have a manic energy which is like not helpful when you're trying to stay alive mm. yeah and it's always like they are always the the really yappy ones that like will just bark at you and it's like i'm obviously not scared of you like i'm not like <laughs> that one over there that like the massive staff looking one yeah you know that looks like it could like grip my whole torso in its jaws that's the scary like you're you're not that yeah that doesn't bark at all yeah just confidence i guess they've got I th- yeah, and I think like when it's like it's almost like a baby where like its only way of communicating is through making one noise, and that's like you know a baby would just cry, whereas a, a dog, would, a small dog, just communicates by barking. Mm. There's no other, nothing else it can do. I guess it can't actually like help itself to things a lot of the time. It's not big enough to like do certain things. So I guess like it's just yeah, it's like a baby. Mm. Yeah, yeah, helpless. <laughs> Well, that must be why they you see them in handbags so often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'd have to carry it around in a, in a handbag, obviously, all the time. And it, the island's overrun with them as well, so it's uh, you know, you're going to have <laughs> oh, uh, packs of tiny dogs. Like one will become the, the alpha, they're... and but it's still not very <laughs> alpha. The thing is, you could probably like they probably don't have a a pack mindset. Uh, small domesticated dogs, do they? So yeah. I guess they always need a human owner tell them what to do yeah i don't know how it works for them but um i find them really <laughs> annoying <laughs> yeah exactly i find it weird with dogs where like i notice quite a lot in the park where you know i'll be with my kids or pushing a pram along or something and you just kind of because they're animals you just sort of think they're going to have a better sense of spatial awareness and sort of yeah but quite often they're just fucking idiots and all just sort of <laughs> like like i nearly ran one over with the pram the other day because you just sort of think well if i keep pushing straight ahead it will realize i'm here and move out the way and it just didn't it we just backed it into it or you know <laughs> teaching my other son to ride a bike or something it's like watch out for the dog and i guess it's like it's it's not not so much molly coddled but the fact is that most people won't won't try and run it over mm. so there's no jeopardy involved in its daily life yeah is there? i guess I guess the best thing for all these dogs is to be put on a desert island where they've got to fend for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out pretty quick then, won't they? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. You'll have to report back somehow if you manage yeah, to yeah. work out some semaphore or something. But, um, uh, we're, you know, it's, it's a lovely icing on a shitty cake. So, uh, Samir, well done for choosing a, a hateful island of, of people and things for your for your own demise. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, what are you up to at the minute? I mentioned before you sort of pop up in lots of different things um yeah a few well there'll be things popping up soon i think the only thing really is i'll be doing i'll be doing stand-up i'm doing my show at the soho theater uh, at the end of may so that i think tickets are available on the website now still a bit of a way off but yeah i think 27th to the 29th of may okay great um and then apart from that yeah i think there's yeah go and watch uh, jamie dimitri's um netflix special uh, it's very very good uh, and then a few other things that oh, they'll, they'll, they'll pop out <laughs> you know, yeah. great well thank you so much for joining us on Desert Island Dicks today it's been a pleasure thank you
So there you go. Desert Island Dicks there. And um, we'll be back with some more uh, content very soon. So we've got Compact Dicks coming up. I think we're going to do a best of this week for International Women's Day. Do a, a little Top of the Cocks, which is, uh, you know, our best of episodes. So look out for that one as well. We've had some very, very funny women guests on the podcast over the years. So that will be good. And um, we'll be back next week with another full Desert Island Dicks. So, uh, yeah, in the meantime, this has been a Sync Clap production. It was dreamt up and produced by James Deacon and produced and presented by me, Daniel Benedictus. And also a big shout out as ever to John Deacon, our historian, our archivist for Desert Island Dicks. He knows the subject inside out. So thanks for your support, John. And um, yeah, that's it. We'll be back soon with more episodes of this podcast. Bye.